My entitled mother ruins my 20th birthday by making my birthday her personal girls' night out, and I honestly could not be more upset. Here's what happened. So, when I turned 20, she wanted to take me out for my birthday, and by God, it was one to remember in the worst ways. To set the stage a little, my mom had me at 16, and I'm convinced that she got stuck with a 16-year-old mentality because she's still like a teenager to this day. At the time, my mom had monthly girls' nights where she and her friends would go out to the bars and just let loose. My mom doesn't have the greatest friends out there. They're all just loud and ready to fight people at any given moment. Just like some guests on Jerry Springer, I wasn't really a big partier and I would have been happy with a simple dinner. The weekend of my birthday rolls around and my mom said she was going to take me out. I was super stoked and I wanted to invite some friends, as one normally does for their birthday. Instead, she told me I could not invite any of my friends, but she did invite two of my cousins as well as two of their friends. So it was just me, my mom, and a bunch of dudes that I wasn't particularly close with, outside of my cousins. I didn't really know any of the other people. She took us on a surprise journey to wild and wonderful West Virginia, the land of good times. On the way, my mom stopped at a liquor store and grabbed some Tequila Rose airplane bottles and a bottle of Captain Morgan spiced rum for my cousins and the rest of the company. This would have been cool, but I wasn't allowed to drink because I wasn't 21. The math wasn't adding up on this day. We stopped at Chile which I really liked because there wasn't one where I lived. And we met up with, of course, my mom's lunatic friends. At this point, I pieced together that my mom was making my birthday her girl's night. She was basically taking out two birds with one stone. So we leave Chili's and she drops me, my cousins, and their two friends off at an under-21 club while my mom and her super great friends go to some other bar called Cowboy Up. Yeehaw, I guess. Anyway, I go into this club where my cousins and their friends abandoned me and go do their own thing. So I'm literally just in the middle of this weird hole-in-the-wall sketchy club in West Virginia. I am super over it pretty quickly. So I leave the club, which told me I could not re-enter, and I was honestly fine with that. If I'm taken out by some country folk, then that's just how I'm gonna go out at this point. I try calling my mom, who keeps ignoring my calls, until I leave a voicemail saying if she doesn't come and get me, I'll just have my dad come and get me instead. He wasn't fully aware of this journey, because she immediately called back and left Cowboy Up. My mom has some really bad anger issues, so when she pulled up, she was raging. This woman stood in the parking lot, screaming at me, and getting in my face, saying that I ruined her night out with her friends. And I was yelling back because I was so hurt and confused, and honestly just super upset. Things escalate from there, where her friends start screaming at me, saying I should respect my mother. But you know what? I told them to shut up and mind their own business. Eventually, we get back in my mom's car, and I just want to go home. And you would think that the night ends here, but it doesn't. It truly was a gift that just kept on giving. She takes me and her friends to another really shady club. And at this point, I was once again abandoned. My cousins and company had the time of their lives. My mom and her friends disappeared into another club, and I just so happened to see a girl I went to high school with. So it was nice to at least have some kind of familiar face. Eventually, I just called my friend to come get me. We lived maybe about an hour from West Virginia, and she was a real one because she picked me up, and I just cried on my way home with a mixture of anger and hurt. These days, I'm no contact with my mom, and I honestly think that's the best thing for the both of us. How crazy is that? Your mom literally ruined your birthday, and was overall just a terrible mother in general. She wouldn't even let you invite your friends over to have a good time with you on your birthday. I mean, that's just so toxic, and it's so unnecessary in my opinion. So good for you for moving on past your mom, because from what you described, this lady sounds very unhinged, and I think you're right. She really is an adult 
adult with a 16-year-old mind, so I don't blame you for cutting her out of your life. My barber of almost four years decided to cut me off out of nowhere, and I'm really offended and I honestly don't know what to do. My barber was the best hair person I'd ever found. He did an amazing job. I was his loyal customer for almost four years. I followed him through location changes, I recruited friends to go, and after the pandemic, I went to support his new shop. He provided such good service. He would tell me how his business struggled. He also briefly showed me how he ranks his clients. He notes if they tipped and whether they buy something. I always gave him $60 for a $28 haircut, partly because of the ranking, but mostly because he's an amazing barber and I appreciated his service. He was the only other gay man that I knew. I know we just had a client-customer relationship, but we bonded and shared experiences. And I began to see him not as a mentor, but maybe as a confidant. It's hard not having gay people around for community, not to mention dating and all of that. Our last appointment was eight months ago. He did my cut, then he tried to set me up with someone, which he'd never done before. He described an older man who owned an art gallery. He asked me how I felt about dating someone a little bit older than me. I told him that if I was to date, I'd probably prefer someone around 30 or so. My barber is married, and I don't know if they're open or not. I don't know if he was actually talking about a friend or possibly his partner or himself. Well, I tried to reschedule and he kept declining my appointments. He had spaces open, but they were always declined. I called, I texted him, nothing. I asked in the comments for him to email on what's going on, but I still got nothing. A few months go by and he returns my text with a very generic message stating that he has too many clients to see and he's sorry that he can't continue seeing everyone. It was strange because he didn't just tell me, but declined my appointments over and over without a word. When he finally shut down for the pandemic, he referred me to someone else. Not even a referral this time. This deeply hurt my feelings. I know he's just my barber, but I thought we were friends. It's not that he dropped me as a client, but it's how he did it. I felt my years of very intentional loyalty were very disrespected. I think it has something to do with the guy he was trying to set me up with, but I honestly can't be sure. This really has me upset. He texted me last night, and then all of a sudden he's saying that he's having a hard time, and he's trying to bring back old clients, and I just could not believe that he had the nerve to do that. I am very hesitant to return to him, because I don't know when he'll just kick me to the wayside once again. This whole thing really hurt my feelings. I thought we were friends, but I guess that just was not the case. I feel like a fool. I'll never tip someone that much again, that's for sure. Should I respond to his text message, or should I just block him altogether? I did leave a negative review of his business online, but I deleted it a moment later. He meant a lot to me, and I'm hurt over this whole thing. And I know it sounds silly, but I just don't know what to do. That barber sounds like an absolute jerk. First off, you were paying 60 bucks for a $28 haircut? That is literally way too much money for a haircut. Not even including the money you're using as a tip. This guy clearly must have been doing like the best job you've ever seen ever in the world. Because for me, there's no way on earth I would ever pay that much for a tip. And I really think this is a case where you thought you had something with this guy that just was not there. And I do think you're right. I think this absolutely has to do with the guy that he was trying to set you up with. And when it didn't go as planned, he basically said, 
I gotta get rid of this guy, which is basically what he did. So I think you learned a valuable lesson in that you don't really know this guy and you really can't call him your friend, no matter how much money you put in his pocket. At the end of the day, he was just a barber and he was the one to basically get rid of you and say you should go somewhere else. So I honestly don't blame you for feeling hurt and I think it's in your best interest to just go find someone else to cut your hair because this guy is toxic and you really should not have to put up with that. My mother is dumping her emotional baggage on me and I feel guilty for setting boundaries and I'm not sure what to do. In 2015, I moved away from home to go to college and that's when I started to talk and text with my mom daily. She insisted that we do this and I already felt guilt for leaving home so I just went along with it. We still talk daily and it's been about seven years since that day. The problem is is that she treats me as her personal therapist or even a spouse and not her daughter. I don't mind spending 15 minutes every day talking to her but I do mind the constant complaints. Also, she tells me everything about herself, my father, my brother, aunts, uncles, literally everything about everyone. I wouldn't mind if she sometimes complains but she has done this daily for seven years. My father was incredibly abusive, mostly mentally abusive and I understand that she struggled a lot because of him but that is not my fault. She can get divorced and she can get professional help. Healthcare is free where she lives by the way and she has friends, two sisters and a mother that she can also talk with but she never goes to those people and it always goes to the fact that she goes to me instead of anyone else. This drains my energy and ruins my mood every day. If I try to point this out to her, she either says that I should just not think about that and that she is just venting or she says that she will stop telling me everything which somehow makes me feel guilty. Today we texted early in the morning and she kept talking about my brother as well as his thesis that he's working on and how he could not pick a topic for it and this is literally how I start my day almost every day for the past decade. I finally told her that I can't keep going on like this and that maybe it's time for me to deal with my own problems for once. She said that she thought this is how family works but if I don't want to hear about it then she just won't tell me anymore. It's been a few hours and I still feel guilty. I don't want her to stop telling me everything. I just want us to have some boundaries and I want her to understand that I don't need to know about every single detail in everyone's life. I have no idea what to do or say next. I'm lost and I'm angry and I'm scared. Mostly that she won't talk to me again because she is extremely stubborn and never forgives anything. What should I do? This is a tricky situation because I think it's obvious that the original poster really does have a lot of sympathy for their mom. They want to be there for them and they want to have some kind of relationship with them, which is probably why they kept up this type of situation where they are literally hearing about everybody's details all the time for over seven years. That's a crazy long time to put up with this type of stuff and this type of gossip, which honestly would wear down just about anybody. So the fact that you're finally setting boundaries is really a good thing in my opinion. If it's bothering you that much and you really do need to take a step back and say, whoa, I don't like this anymore, then that's something that you need to do for your well-being. Unfortunately, though, you can't really control how other people react. When you set up boundaries and people freak out, then just know that it's not your fault. You are not responsible for them having a problem with your boundaries. You've expressed that this makes you uncomfortable and you've said, hey, I don't want to be a part of this type of talk anymore and I want to scale this back and have a normal relationship. And if she wants to be stubborn and say, okay, I just 
just won't tell you anything anymore, then it's okay, in my opinion, to just let her do that. I would say still reach out to your mom, because clearly you love her and you want the best for her, but maybe just keep it to what's going on in her life instead of what's going on in other people's lives. Because I totally agree with the original poster. This really would drain somebody's mood and ruin their energy for the day. And it sounds like the original poster is also really sympathetic for other people. So it seems like they just carry the weight of this knowledge all day, every day. And that has got to be exhausting. So hopefully the relationship between you and your mom works out. Because I really don't think what you did is that bad, in my opinion. And I think hopefully she will eventually come around and be able to have some kind of conversation and relationship with you. My neighbors use our trash can against our knowledge and get upset when it gets tipped over and raided by a bunch of black bears, demanding that we clean up the trash that they caused. And I honestly could not be more annoyed. Here's what happened. This happened a few years ago, but I was reminded of it recently. So the place I live is both strangely suburban and rural at the same time. It's 30 minutes from a major city, but completely forested, which means there is tons of wildlife. Deers, raccoons, rabbits, possum, coyote, cougars, and important for this story, black bears. Everyone in our neighborhood knows not to put out our garbage cans too early, because the bears will knock them over and drag the garbage around. Because of my schedule, I had to put them out the night before, but I had bungee cords to keep them shut, and always put my cat's litter on top of the garbage. Weird fact, bears hate the smell of cat urine. I honestly don't know why, but it's worked for years. The cans never get tipped over. A few years ago, a young couple moved in next door. Their front yard area is unfortunately the bear highway, and trash gets dragged through it constantly. It's annoying, but I figure it's the price you pay to live in a forested area. But their yard is covered in something like ivy, and it's difficult for me to walk on. A few weeks after they move in, I get an angry call that a bear dragged my trash through their yard, and I had to come clean it up right now. I was home that day, and I went to go clean it up. I thought it was weird, though, because they never messed with my cans before. I was cleaning and thinking to myself, yeah, this is definitely my trash. But then I start finding things I didn't recognize. I started seeing wrappers for things that I know that no one that I live with eats. I found bones with chicken carcasses on it. And what finally made me say, oh no, this is not mine, was when I found a bag of soiled diapers. This literally was not my garbage. And the new neighbors had just had a baby. So whose garbage do you think it was? It was then that another neighbor told me what they saw while I was cleaning. We are surrounded by nosy, gossipy neighbors. You can't see them, but that doesn't mean they aren't watching. It's pretty creepy, but sometimes it works to my advantage. Apparently, the new neighbors hadn't gotten their garbage service activated yet, so they waited until we put ours out, then stuffed their trash in it. They did not bother to restrap the cans shut either. So instead of smelling like kitty litter, our trash literally smells like baby garbage and chicken, which the bears appeared to love and spilled our trash, then dragged it into the new neighbor's yard, which they demanded that I clean up. I was upset, but I cleaned up what trash could have come from my household. I did leave the bag of dirty diapers. My schedule has changed, so now I can put my cans right out before the garbage men come, or I just skip the week. The funniest part to me was the bears dragged a bunch of trash into the neighbor's yard one week, and they called to yell at me that my trash was in their yard. I had just gotten a COVID booster and was feeling awful, but I felt just a touch better when I hung up on them and sent them a text message with a picture showing all my trash cans, partly full and still sitting in the secure fenced area they reside in most of the week. It had just snowed too, so it was clear the cans hadn't been disturbed, except for the snow I dumped off the top to open them. So maybe next time they can pay for their garbage and they can learn to put their own cans out and deal with their own garbage. Some people are literally 
literally just toxic. These new neighbors thought they'd try and push one past the goalie and literally try to stuff their garbage into your trash cans. And all the while, they just disrupted the entire situation and made it so the bears could get in the trash and make things a lot worse for everybody involved. So this is literally just a self-imposed problem. So if anything, hopefully these neighbors learn their lesson, that they quite literally need to keep their trash to themselves. My sister asked me to pay her husband back $10,000 for previously taking me into their home for two months before. And I don't know what to make of this situation or what to do. I grew up in an abusive family and I only got away from them after a lot of hardship. I met my chosen sister shortly before I moved out and I believe that she was a miracle the universe gave me in my darkest times. She took me in for two months when I was deep in depression and wasn't able to hold my job personally. I look up to her a lot and I admire her kindness, her grit, and her strength. While I was living with her, whenever her husband was there, he would always make weird jokes about me paying them back, but I never thought much of them. Recently though, I bought them tickets to a game they're both crazy about as a token of gratitude. Her husband once again jokingly said I still owed them and that he would collect the debt later on. I suspected that at this point he was just being passive aggressive, but now I know the real reason why he kept up with the comments. She just called and told me that she's really sorry, but that I needed to compensate her husband for my stay, that he's the sole provider and the house they lived in was his and everything else was provided by him. She then told me that she lied to me so that I wouldn't feel uncomfortable, but that now he was demanding I compensate him. She said that he's been holding this over her head the whole time. I was shocked, but still calmed her down and told her that it's not her fault at all and apologized for putting her in such a difficult position. I asked her how much he was demanding and she said he wanted $10,000. She said that there was this company he was founding and they needed the money to get things going and that she would also benefit since she would be a partner as well. She then asked if I could get it to them sooner than later. I was honestly shocked. I only stayed for two months and I pitched in for groceries and bills by borrowing money from other friends at the time. And right now, even if I had a high paying job, how on earth am I supposed to afford that kind of money? I had just paid back my debts and rent for this month and I bought them the gift and only have enough money to eat. I tried to politely point out that the amount of money was ridiculous and I asked her how much rent in her area costs. She said that people wouldn't be able to live in that area even if they wanted to because of how much in demand it is. She said she knew this was an unreasonable amount and she really didn't intend for me to pay her back at the start but she's sorry they really needed the money and that I shouldn't have wasted money on the tickets as they're not a priority. I honestly respect her a lot and I didn't want to keep pushing and promised her to figure it out and not to worry but I still feel like a lump is stuck in my throat as though I've been severely punched in the gut. Where do I go from here? What should I do? These people are trying to rip you off. Legitimately, this chosen sister, as you call her, is absolutely just a pawn in this guy's game. He really wants you to pay $10,000 for staying two months in their home? I don't think so. And it doesn't sound like you signed any kind of document saying that you agreed to that amount. I mean, do these people live in the most expensive city on earth or something? In what universe would one person staying for two months at somebody's house cost anybody $10,000? You can probably even go through your bank statements and possibly document all the times you helped with groceries and bills. That way you can basically prove, hey, no, I really did help out when I lived there. But $10,000, that is a joke. And if I was in your shoes, there's no way I would pay that amount. In my opinion, your chosen sister is a coward and her husband is obviously desperate for money. And in my opinion, I would 
would absolutely separate myself from these people completely. They are not family, and I guarantee you, this lady does not reciprocate that same ideology of calling you her chosen sister. They are clearly trying to take advantage of somebody in a really weird situation, and that just so happens to be you. I mean, at most, I would tell her that you could pay back rent for that area, but I guarantee you it's not $10,000. So hopefully this works out, because these people do not sound like good people in the slightest, and I think you can find a lot better chosen family members by getting away from these absolute jerks. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And the next time you live stream, use the Cream of the Crop music. Search Cream of the Stream on Spotify or whatever platform you use for copyright-free music to use for your next stream.